Hi, we're here um, with Faisal Malik. He's at the University of Washington, Seattle, and he's got a really interesting poster about the T1D exchange, and then it would be great if he could walk us through this poster and just kind of highlight what's going on at T1D exchange and, you know, some of the different initiatives they're involved in. It's a very um, busy poster. with a, It looks like a lot is happening. Yeah. Well, thanks for taking the time. So, um, you know, the T1D Exchange does a lot of work in terms of how to improve diabetes outcomes. Um, one area that oftentimes is not discussed enough is how best to support emerging adults with diabetes. So how do you support those young adults moving from pediatric to adult diabetes care? Oftentimes, many of them don't make it to adult care. They're navigating health insurance issues. It's a really high-risk period for a lot of our youth and young adults with diabetes. So the, the T1D Exchange has really tried to, you know, we now consist of, at the time when we did the survey, 50 centers. There's actually now 55 right. pediatric and adult centers that are working together to say, hey, how are we approaching healthcare transition? Because there's a lot of different considerations around how do you create policies? How do you do readiness assessment? How do you ensure that a young adult makes it to the adult practice? And how do you confirm that they successfully are receiving the appropriate adult diabetes care? So, and since we are at ADA, yeah. what is um, ADA's role in kind of bringing that to all of the physicians, yeah. uh, including pediatric endos, but also pediatrics across the country? It's a great question. So they actually, in 2012, ADA kind of led, led the charge in putting out a position statement saying emerging adults are a forgotten group. Um, they don't really fit perfectly in pediatric care and neither adult care. And we need to find a way to provide tailored support to that population. So there's been, a, thank, thankfully, because of ADA's work 10 years ago, there's been a great movement to say we need to improve how we support these young adults. And, and so what you can see from this poster is that while a lot of pediatric centers in particular are doing it, I think, you know, healthcare transition requires a partnership between the pediatric and the adult side. And what you'll see is right now a lot of the transition work is happening on the pediatric end. So one takeaway is how do we get adult centers to also be really involved? Because it truly has to be a partnership between pediatric and adult providers to make this successful. So a link. Yeah. How do we how do we improve receivership? And then even on the pediatric side, there's opportunities to how do they incorporate? How do they first have a policy? Um, you can see in our data only about 39 percent of pediatric centers part of the collaborative actually have a policy and how they're going to support transition. So That's pretty low. Yeah, so there's room for improvement. And, and then more importantly, I think another piece yeah, just to highlight is um, many of the centers are still not assessing transition readiness. There's now validated tools that you can use to say, is this young adult ready to move to adult care and be independent with their management? What kind of so tools are those? Yeah. So Are they app-based or some kind of just guidelines? So you have questionnaires typically, which you can integrate into the EMR if you want. You can give them on a tablet. You can do a paper screening. Um, the one we use at Seattle Children's was co-developed with colleagues at Cincinnati Children's called the Ready Tool. So it's a transition readiness assessment tool just for emerging adults with diabetes. So it's very specific on, you know, where are they in their self-identified um, abilities around diabetes knowledge, around healthcare navigation. So there's a lot of tools out there. I think it's all about which one you can incorporate and uh, successfully implement in your clinic and what resources do you have to provide education around it. But the bottom line is any work you're doing in healthcare transition is is good. And you can see that a lot of our centers are engaging in it, but there's room for improvement in terms of having a structured transition process. And there's pretty good data now to show that if you have a structured transition process, you'll see better outcomes around population health and patient satisfaction. And then ultimately, um, acute healthcare utilization usually goes down if they get that support.
That's great. It's great that T1D Exchange has such a good um, present in this space, which sounds to be, uh, you know, sounds like you're making some good progress as well. Yeah. Well, thank you for talking to me, and I appreciate all the work you're doing. Yeah, same here. Thanks a lot.